The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We're here to remind you, you're grown and you got this. Welcome to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook, and it's the holiday season. From menu preparations to gift giving, the holidays find many of us making lists and even checking them twice. But the holidays can also find us stressed or depressed, especially as it relates to our family relationships. How do we manage? How do you have harmony during the holidays, even if things in your family, marriage, or co-parenting relationship aren't the best? Well, Dr. Amara Khalid, co-founder of CORE Chicago, is here to help us. Dr. Khalid is a licensed clinical psychologist who specializes in individual, couples, and family therapy with children, adolescents, and adults of diverse backgrounds. Her expertise is working with children and adults who struggle with depression, anxiety, eating, relationships, and divorce, alcohol, drug addictions, trauma, ADD and ADHD, issues related to sexuality and gender, and immigration and culturation issues. In addition to her private practice, she is an adjunct professor at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, Adler School of Professional Psychology, and at the Illinois School of Professional Psychology, where she teaches a wide variety of subject matters, including adult development and aging, therapy techniques with family systems, and topics related to diversity to both graduate and undergraduate students. Welcome, Amara. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this conversation and I'm excited about it because I think it's timely. We're all going through so much right now, preparing for the holidays, but preparing for the holidays in a new way. And that new way, of course, being during a time of a global pandemic. And so this is a holiday season unlike any other. Absolutely. But it is the kind of anxiety of newness and change in tradition that I think a lot of families fear and um, get concerned about when their personal and family relationship and dynamics are, are changed or different. So at the time of a divorce or the first time you don't have your children for um, a holiday. I think that's that same kind of sense of anxiety. So I want to kind of, as we go through this conversation, think about 
the parallels between what many of us may now be experiencing because this is a new experience for all of us in dealing with COVID, but this is a reality for many families. So the phrase holiday season brings about a host of different emotions depending on experience and perspective. And while many of us anxiously await this time of year, there are others who would rather fast forward through it. What is it about this time of year, you know, this November through early January that can bring about such a range of emotion? I think that, you know, you highlighted a few things. This is a year that um, has brought us some really unprecedented challenges. And generally speaking, this is sort of an intense time for a lot of people because it's a time of change. You know, the days are shorter, it gets dark so early, and there's a lack of sunlight leading to a lack of, you know, outdoor activity, especially right now um, during COVID. And that is possibly exacerbating people's feelings of depression and anxiety. Um, so a lot of the times, uh, you know, generally speaking, again, pre-COVID, um, this is the time of year where I start to see a lot of clients talking about seasonal affective disorder or SAD. Okay. Okay. Um, and that is, um, you know, according to the American Psychological Association, symptoms of SAD are symptoms that are similar to those of depression. And they can vary in terms of severity and oftentimes interfere with personal relationships. So we're talking about symptoms that include fatigue, uh, pervasively sad mood, loss of interest in things, uh, difficulty sleeping, or maybe too much sleeping, excessive sleeping, uh, craving and eating more starches and sweets, feelings of hopelessness or despair, uh, even thoughts of suicide. And there's about four to 6% of adults in the US that are affected uh, by this and an additional 10 to 20% that may experience a more mild form of this condition. So that taken into account with a year where, um, you know, people have been separated from their families, there's been so much loss in this country and worldwide, you know, people have lost their friends, their loved ones. Um, and so with the holiday season coming up, there's a lot of mixed feelings that uh, people are experiencing right now. Some people have chosen to, you know, pack up their bags if they can and just go home right now and, and right. work remotely and kind of uh, gear up, especially because they're not sure what to expect in terms of the winter. Um, I think people in Chicago often struggle during this time generally. And if you're going through something like, a divorce or separation, um, there's a lot of emotion and a lot to process. You know, I think it's so interesting because we hear people say all the time, oh, I'm sad, I'm sad. But the reality of it is that the levels of sadness, as you've talked about here, can really uh, impact our day-to-day -day lives. And during this time of year where there's already added level of possibly stress or depression, anxiety, and then you add to it the sun going down much earlier, it's cold here in Chicago. All of those things together can certainly impact one's emotional health and well-being. So keeping that 
in mind. I'm assuming then that right now there is a spike in calls for therapy during this time for many of those reasons. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think I would say we've seen a spike throughout this year, given the stress that people are experiencing, but also because now that telehealth is an option, which wasn't for a lot of insurance plans, for a lot of uh, practices, you know, um, we've tried to scramble and come up with platforms so that we can have a reach, uh, one like we didn't before, because people were expected to come into the office and be seen there. So telehealth has really um, allowed us to have a far reach and we are getting calls for you know a variety of issues, including family issues. Um, we're getting a lot of calls for couples therapy. Um, you know, marriages are there's some marriages that are striving despite the circumstances, and some marriages that are not. Um, and this time, there's a lot going on. There, well, yeah. Right. Everybody's in the house together. Nobody's going into the office. And so loss. People need to process, you know, how do I create structure and routine for my kids? Yeah. Uh, you know, because the schools have sent mixed messages. Oh, we're opening up, but we're not opening up. There's yes. going to be a delay. So it just adds to the uncertainty and people are feeling unhinged, you know, and just yes. not feeling sure of, okay, how do I anchor myself? How do I ground myself in the face of all this uncertainty? Unhinged. That's such a powerful word. And it captures, I think, what many of us are feeling and going through right now because of all of those reasons. And I think that's why we're seeing so many people here we are sitting you know in in early i guess middle of november and i have seen more christmas trees and holiday decorations go up in individual houses than ever before and i think it's people are trying to grab at whatever sense of say joy or excitement or anticipation for something good that uh that they can hold on to and this coming from somebody who i'm a big holiday person i i decorate i get the christmas pajamas and the socks and i i love buying gifts for other people and and so even I, though, am looking at others and saying, slow down a minute. You know, we have time. We have time. But I think because people are just craving some sense of normalcy, some sense of um, excitement, something to look forward to, that that is a good thing. But we know, though, that holidays for every family doesn't always bring about a sense of excitement and anticipation in the right way. Certainly no one has the perfect family, but there are times or can be times when being around family during the holidays can actually be detrimental to a person's mental health. Mm -hmm. In your experience as a therapist, how do you help someone kind of navigate that space, especially when the idea of getting together for family is what people are supposed to do, but maybe you're feeling like, ugh, I'm actually walking into the lion's den dealing with my family. Right. So being a family therapist, I see a whole host of issues that come up during this time. You know, when I talk about SAD and um, other like mood disorders, like anxiety, depression, I don't simply view them as being sort of single issues or single variables. We talk about 
the mind-body connection. We talk about support systems, family being a major support system for a lot of people. So just like we're talking about skills to help you cope with um, you know, the shorter days, lack of light, um, maybe increasing your vitamin D, or you know, if someone's worrying about their winter weight gain or things like that, we also look at you know, what are the family issues? What are the broader systems that you're a part of? Now, this could be your family of origin, like your parents or siblings. It can also be your chosen family, um, people that you define as your system, your family system. So if we put COVID aside for just a minute, normally during this time of year, I have clients talk to me about confronting their families on certain issues, being worried about going home for the holidays, especially during political years, not wanting to talk about political topics, um, which is hard to avoid in an election year. Some of my clients that have been working with me on developing healthy boundaries with their families or learning how to advocate for themselves struggle with this idea of going back to square one. They feel like, well, I've been coming to therapy, I've been doing this work, and now I have to go home for Thanksgiving or Diwali or Eid or whatever, and this is going to set me back. Um, Other clients embrace the idea of practicing the skills that we've been working on. With clients who have family trauma, it can be more challenging to navigate some of these issues, especially if the perpetrator of the trauma is going to be around. Okay. So talking to clients about what are your support systems? Um, when do you call a friend if you're feeling overwhelmed? Uh, for couples uh, you know, that are going home for the holidays, how can you take breaks? Sometimes I've had couples come up with a secret signal to get okay. out of the room, you know, like you tug your ear <laughs> or something and then you both go to the bathroom and do a check-in with each other. Are you okay? You need to <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. People have to be creative with, with their solutions. Um, so, you know, think those are things to watch out for. I think people struggling with certain disorders like, uh, PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder or substance abuse and addiction, they really need to watch out for their triggers. So I help them in identifying what their triggers are. Um, because if you've been working on your sobriety, for example, we don't want you to go home, have a negative interaction and then have a relapse. Okay. Okay. That that makes sense. I you know, it's all of these things that we have to contend with or think about when we really think about gathering together and getting together. Now, we were talking about this kind of being a pre-COVID. I'll say that while I know many of us really would love to be together with family, there's an upside to, oh, we have to do a virtual thing this year because for many families, I think it's this idea of, okay, I'm going to get on a Zoom for 10, 15 minutes, say hi, and then I'm out. And and it gives the real, um, I don't want to say excuse, but it allows for you to have a a boundary in place that makes sense at this point because we are dealing with um with covid and so i'm sure there are certain individuals who are thinking yeah you know what this may not actually be so bad this year that we can't all get together just went out sorry you know i had a poor connection then lost the call we'll try again oops yeah (laughs) that's a real that that's a real thing now in my experience as a divorce attorney i've had clients say to me 
I just can't suffer through another holiday with my spouse. Is it the realization that what should be a quote happy time of the year isn't because of the relationship that brings about this kind of relationship and and awakening of this relationship going forward isn't going to work? Because I I find it always so interesting when people kind of connect the, this was the last holiday I was going to sit through this, or this was the straw that broke the camel's back. So what is it about the two connected holiday season plus I'm done that we can kind of look to when thinking about moving forward either together or not together? Well, I think, you know, this time of year, as the year is sort of winding up, things are slowing down, it's coming to an end, it provides this sort of natural pause. It's a time of reflection for a lot of people. Uh, Maybe people are coming up with their goals for next year. You know, it could be New Year's resolutions. It could be just trying to move forward in their vision. And so for people that are feeling stuck in unhappy marriages, this becomes like, okay, this is it. I've, I've been struggling with this for X amount of years or months and I'm done. I'm done making excuses. I have to move forward. And so when they're looking forward, they're trying to plan what will my life look like? And so that in conjunction with it being just in an intense time of year with the holidays, with all the pressures that come with with the holidays. I think, you know, when we would go to see our families, there would be pressure to, you know, present this happy outlook and didn't want to be talking about how unhappy you are in your marriage or what problems you're facing with your spouse or partner. Um, so there's just additional pressure and social media doesn't help either because we're sure. being bombarded with pictures of happy families and, sure. you know, holiday greetings. And so it, it just fuels those feelings of, you know, is, is, am I doing enough? Is this where I want to be right now? Um, what is my life going to look like without this person? You know, I think it's interesting because putting on air, so to speak, around family can get old really fast. And so if it's, I'm trying to hold it together, we are miserable at home, or I'm miserable with this individual, and now here I have to suffer through a family meal and a few days with the in-laws or whatever it is, I think really can bring about a lot of self-reflection in what am I doing and and why am I lying to myself and then to to everyone else about about why I'm feeling this way? Certainly, I know that a lot of people make that choice because their thought is, "Well, we have children, and I am doing it for the children and i I've talked extensively with other people about realistically what impact that really has on the children because children see things and they're observant and they sense things. And so if you are, quote, faking it for the kids, make no mistake that they they feel that and they sense that mm-hmm. um, at some point. 
But then also to your point about social media, this time of year, you're right, is right around the time where we're seeing all of the images of families in their, you know, matching PJs or mm-hmm. the family goals, you know, hashtag photo um, and the professional pictures of perfect families and everybody's kind of pumping this narrative through. And so I, I think that it's hard for many to kind of have this sense of I should be happy in this space during this time, but I'm not. And so when I look forward in this coming year, I can't do this again. And so we have January that comes about and you have a number of people saying enough already, new year, new plan, new lease on life. And and it, it rolls from the holidays. You mentioned a little bit ago about couples and couples checking in with one another during this time of year, um, even if you're at a family gathering or a dinner. And in your practice with couples, how important is it for a couple to discuss certain things related to the holidays, you know, whether before or, or during their marriage? So, for example, how much time are we as a couple spending with extended family or, you know, what each other's expectations are related to the celebration of certain holidays? I think it requires a certain level of self-awareness so that you are able to communicate the strengths and the weaknesses of your family to your partner. So you have to have awareness around what kind of dynamics are you aware of in your family? Do you have a loud family that's in each other's business? Do you have a, a, a family that is fairly independent and autonomous and you know everyone kind of goes off into their corner and do those things themselves? Because all of us come from different systems and there are ways in which we all celebrated holidays growing up. And so yes. when you're partnered with someone, you're having to learn their system, their way of doing things. And that can be... Uh, you know, there, whether or not you have cultural differences. Okay. So I work with couples that are from the same culture, but they have very different families. And then I have a lot of multicultural couples that are also learning about, oh, you know, I practice this religion, you practice this religion. How, what are the traditions in this religion? How do you celebrate the holidays? Um, so it's really important to discuss how traditions uh, are kept in each family and just clarify the expectations, have a game plan, have an exit strategy if you need to, yeah. um, but just have open and clear communication. And again, it's not about, you know, finding blame or fault with each other. It's really just about clarifying those expectations. I like that. Having the discussion and laying out expectations and we know that things can change over time. And so as the relationship develops or as things, you know, kind of go forward, that what you may have done one year may not be the best thing for the next year. Yeah. You've tried it. And and so uh, you figure it out on a, on a going forward. But this idea of having a discussion, communicating about expectations, I think is is really, really helpful. I also like having the self-awareness and the recognition that your family, even if you're from the same 
uh, culture can be very different. And so, you know, introducing a new person into your, into your family dynamic certainly takes time. I mean, you know, certainly from a, uh, personal kind of experience. I have a family who is a, a bit over the top when it comes to kind of holidays. And I, I married someone who I think the first couple of years looked at me like, are we serious right now with all the matching matchy? But it, over the years, he now is, you know, on board and, 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 and rolls with it, whether he loves it or not, he will never say, but he goes with it. Cause he knows, right. you know, that is something important to me. However, uh, by extension of that, I also recognize that, you know, there's only so much and so far that I can uh, can press on certain things. So getting him to put on an elf suit may be doing a bit much, maybe asking him to, you know, put on an elf hat, yes. maybe as far as I can get him to go. And that's okay. But having the conversation and, and setting out those expectations uh, has certainly made all the difference. Absolutely. I had to warn my spouse, look, we have a huge family. We have over 70 people, three turkeys, two pot rolls. You know, <laughs> I mean, the work. So yes. It's a lot to take in. And I think that, you know, couples that are going through divorce may actually use this time to hold off on finalizing yes. things because sometimes they're like, you know what? I don't want to ruin the holiday for my kids. I don't want this to be the way they remember Christmas or Diwali or, you know, so it's, it's a tough decision. And I think a lot of parents try to be thoughtful, try to pay attention to what's going on around them and, and try to look at everyone's needs. So it's, it's so tricky. And the interesting thing that I've been thinking about lately is that, if you look back to the Great Depression, which you know a lot of people use to compare this year and COVID conditions and whatnot, right. the divorce rates actually fell during the Great Depression. And I think we've seen the same thing happen this year. And my prediction yes. is that divorces might increase in 2021. Yes. Because this year has allowed people to also see strengths in their relationships as well as pitfalls. Absolutely. And challenging times like these can really showcase resiliency, strength, commitment, appreciation. Yes. You know, there's acknowledgement for what the partners are doing to manage the home, which you may not have seen if you were both going off to work. Yep. So, but on the other hand, those marriages that were already experiencing problems, they felt the tremors turn into earthquakes yes. during the pandemic. I could not have said it better myself. I think that this year has in many ways given people an opportunity to almost take a step back because we were forced to slow down. We were forced to all kind of be in one space together without any real excuse or distraction. So the happy hours, four days a week that you had to do because of a business opportunity or leaving the house two hours early because of a commute, 
those things aren't happening anymore. We are all in this space. And I think what has happened is that it has forced people to really take stock of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And it also to really look at themselves as a part of the relationship and saying, you know, what can I work on? Or what are, what issues am I seeing as a part of our relationship that I can address? And so I think what we are seeing, at least at this point, is a real recognition for many families that, you know, maybe we do need to give it another go. Or there are others who have said, nope, this is actually the time we needed to kind of say it's it's done. And that's okay, too. But Mm -hmm. I think that it's really given us, this year has given us the opportunity to almost put the pause button on a lot of things and to really reflect on what we want going forward Mm -hmm. as our own kind of personal journeys and in our lives. And so I think for many people, as we hit into 2021, people will be coming to certain decisions of whether they end their marriage or whether they stay from a place of having this year in saying, you know what, it strengthened us in ways that we didn't know were possible, or it was a reminder of things that we loved about one another, that we just kind of caught up in the day-to-day life. And and this allowed us to, to kind of center back to that. And then there are others where it was the kind of recognition of this mm-hmm. just isn't going to work. And and the time over this last year has really kind of given me the opportunity to really think through that um, to making that decision. So I completely agree with you that 2020, while there have been some divorces, realistically, I think come 2021, we'll mm-hmm. really kind of see the impact of of this year, good or uh, or, or bad um, for, for certain families. Right. You know, you mentioned parents and kids during this time of year, and, you know, there tends to be a lot of issues and a high level of re- emotion related to children during the holidays, you know, whether it's about figuring out a parenting schedule or parents trying to outdo one another with gift giving. And I'm curious from your practice with children and adolescents, you know, what impact does the behavior of parents have on children, especially during this time of year? I think honesty is really, really key here. Okay. You have to be clear and concise with your messaging, and you have to be consistent with your messaging. So parents have to be on the same page as much as possible. And you know this as a lawyer. I know this as a therapist. That doesn't happen very easily or quickly. So maybe having a third party like a therapist or even a mediator come up with a set of guidelines for both parents to follow can be really helpful in providing clarity during a very confusing time. And parents need to avoid sugarcoating. They need to avoid blaming the other parents. They need to avoid asking kids to take sides. They also need to avoid asking their kids to take care of them, which leads to parentification of the child. And the parents need to ask extended family to behave as well, because sometimes 
you know, grandparents or aunts and uncles will chime in and make things a little bit more complex. But I think most parents, if they're working on taking care of themselves, they will do a better job of taking care of their kids. Okay. You know, understanding that you need a therapist if you're going through a divorce and using them as a resource and coming up with a list of support and resources. This could be online groups. It could be in-person therapy groups, support groups. Um, you know, I find that talking to people in various stages of divorce really allows for some clarity and perspective. Yes. And you learn, oh, this is what they did with this, their kids, or this is a strategy that I would definitely not adopt with my kids, you know, and just <laughs> learning from other people's do's and don'ts. Um, if you have custody of the kids, also think about new traditions you want to create with them. And which old traditions do you want to keep for your family? Um, I think parents who are trying to navigate their holiday season alone without children uh, can make the holiday time for self-care. And that doesn't just mean, you know, bubble baths and meditations, but it can be rituals you create for your health and when well-being. Um, I talk to clients about all kinds of healing, you know, not just emotional healing, but physically, sexually, maybe getting some new bed sheets, uh, getting a new vibrator, explore who you are as a sensual person, um, downloading apps that help you with meditation and self-care, just having a pool of resources so that when you go out and you want to be the best parent that you want to showcase in front of your kids, you're doing that with grace, you're doing that with integrity, and you can only do that when you're feeling grounded in yourself. Oh my um, gosh. I, I, I am dying over here because that is so fantastic, but I will tell you, all I keep hearing in my head is the emotions holiday song what do the lonely do at Christmas? Mm -hmm. And if you've never heard it, you have to go listen to it, but, and not in a sad kind of way, but you answered the, the, that question, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so much more to explore, to do. And it's not just about kind of sitting at home. It really is figuring out new traditions and exploring different ways to find joy and, and happiness in whatever way that looks like, because by extension of you taking care of yourself, you're able then to take care of your children and, right. and other members. And so I, I, I kid you not, like all I keep hearing in my head is this song as you're talking and I'm like, well, that's what they do or that's what they should do. And so I, that's really fantastic because I, I don't think that people think about how important it is to really take care of yourself during this time of year and what taking care of yourself looks like because many of us really think, okay, maybe it just means doing a bubble bath, but, but as you've outlined, it's not as simple as that. It's really finding what is gratifying for you, what is new, what is different. And maybe that is buying a new bedroom set, or maybe that is about, um, you know, exploring your sexuality and intimacy. But there's a whole host of 
things to to look at in finding um, joy and and self-awareness, self-happiness. So I'm so glad you spoke on this because I think it's really, really important, especially for those who are heading into the holiday season with this maybe being the first year after a divorce or during a divorce or not having their children. And, Um, And the reason why I'm really able to hone in on this is because the way we practice at core is is a little bit different than a lot of other practices. So we don't just do family therapy, but we are a systemic practice. What that means is that we collaborate within our practice. So for example, I may be seeing a couple that is navigating their this divorce, and I will have them see individual therapists within my practice and then consult with them to see, you know, how are they doing individually? And so a lot of people feel like CORE is like their one-stop shop because we provide holistic care for the whole system. We will be working with a family where one therapist is seeing the kids, the other therapist is seeing them individually, another person seeing them as a couple. And at times we do co-therapy. I'll invite the other therapist to come in with me and collaborate. And so it feels like we're really taking care of the system because that is our approach. We don't see this as, you know, an individual problem. There's something happening within the system and it's all linked together. You know, if you look inside a clock, you know how those wheels are all linked to each other. And if you change the direction of one wheel, it forces the others to change. It's kind of like that. That's how we view the family system. I love it. I love it. It's about helping the system. Yes. And so you can't just manage one piece without impacting everything else. And certainly during my process, when people are in my office, depending on whether it's pre-judgment or Mm post-judgment, their actions often impacts their ex-spouse or their soon-to-be ex-spouse, as well as their children. It Again, it makes me think of what we are experiencing right now with COVID and the interconnectedness of all of us in being, if we all do what we're supposed to do, then we can get through this sooner rather than later. But the longer that we have individuals who are deciding, I'm just going to be, quote, the individual outlier here. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, it's the same with really the divorce process. I talk to people all the time. They come in and they say, how long is this going to take? How long is it going to last? And yeah. my response really is, well, I don't know, because I don't know how your spouse is going to respond to this process. And, and it takes two family because I see a lot of clients who, you know, are South Asian, they live in joint family systems. So they're not just divorcing a spouse. They're That's divorcing right. family. The there's a whole system in addition to the one person that you're married to. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this tells me that we have to have you back to talk about <laughs> the importance of the no. interconnectedness and family systems, right? Because that is in and of itself a whole other conversation, which is so important. And, and of course, this conversation today is, is about the holidays and, and managing the holidays, which we know deals with family dynamics and, and the family system, but really doing a deep delve into that separately and how we as 
individuals navigate the family system before, during, or after um, a divorce is, I think, something that many people don't really understand. One of the things that I think about, and again, kind of circling back to the holidays, is walking into, or I can imagine walking into a Thanksgiving meal or a holiday party where my family members want to know why my spouse isn't here Mm -hmm. or want to know what's going on, you know, with the kids. Why aren't they with you this year? And, and having to kind of answer these questions when you're really just thinking, I just want to get in and out of here. I'm not really interested in having the entire family all in my business, Mm -hmm. but it's it's one of the things that I think that people are having to navigate. Again, I say not maybe not this year because of Zoom, but right. but but it is a, it's a real thing where no, it's no longer dealing with your in laws. It's dealing with your own family members. It's dealing with your own quote friends and uh, who are I think trying to be helpful and trying to be concerned for you. At least some of them. And yet it can be difficult to want to speak on what's really going on with you. So of course, because each family has their own rules and all their own roles. So there may be rules in families, spoken or unspoken, around even the idea of divorce. You know, the unspoken rule might be, well, we stay in unhappy marriages, but we do not divorce. Um, That could be a family rule. That could be a cultural belief. That could be a religious thing. So there are all these rules that we're trying to navigate. And anytime you deviate from a rule, you know, then you become target to those kinds of questions. Uh, you become target to all kinds of assumptions. And, you know, if if getting married was a challenge, let's say because, you know, your family was not supportive of LGBTQ yes. families, or they weren't supportive of you marrying someone outside your race or ethnicity or religion, um, you know, and then you're having to say, well, yes, the marriage didn't work out. Uh, that has its own yes. Post- problems and so you have to deal with the I told you so's and you have parents that are rushing to find you another spouse to get remarried to before the paper is signed (laughs) I mean it's just a whole host of things the pity pity. no one wants to deal with oh I'm so sorry yes oh what are you going to do now and you know so even well-intentioned family members can can be really, really grating during this time of year. Oh my goodness. I, I tell you, Amara, thank you so much. I this has been certainly eye-opening for me, but also I think will really resonate with a lot of our listeners who are struggling with the holidays and, and feelings of anxiety or sadness or depression. Um, or anticipation about kind of what everything looks like, at least in their family and and for them. So this has been so helpful. Will you please tell us where we can find more information about you and CORE? So you can visit our website at www.core-chicago.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, We have a 
therapists and their bios available on our website. Uh, I always tell people to shop around a little bit for therapists because you really want to find a good fit. Yes. Um, and because we specialize in diversity and multicultural issues, we really see people from all walks of life. And um, I think that if you find uh, yourself even questioning, like, do I need therapy? Should I, do I have a legitimate reason to go? Just try it out. It it can't hurt. Um, and just have an honest conversation about what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you're hoping to accomplish in therapy and, and see where it takes you. I love it. Well, I'm going to say to you, I wish you the happiest of holidays and I am certain that we will have you back because there's so much for us to unpack in future conversations. But thank you. Thank you again so much for joining me on Grown Girl Divorce podcast today. I really appreciate it. Have a great holiday season. And you too. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations.